Bibles if you have it or uh, open your, t- oh, some people look at me like, I ain't got no Bible. You better put them, put them scriptures on that screen, woman. That woman, open your Bible, <laughs> open your telephone and your iPad and find this here scripture. Looking at sign, yeah, nothing like the word of God. It is life unto those that find it and health and healing to all our flesh. That is the word. So we're going to Psalms 119, looking at verse uh, uh, 89, or as we were taught in Bible school, stanza, because this is a song. Praise God. You want to hear it? Here you go. Just playing. Okay. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. Some people didn't catch that. It was like, (laughs) amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. The word of the Lord today. Amen. I'm just excited about God and what he is doing. Amen. We done made it all the way to March. Y'all should be excited in that. Oh, glory to God. Everything's still pumping and working in your body. Glory to God. Mind still functioning because you drove here. Amen. You're sitting amongst people. Glory to God. Whoa. Got a reason to be happy and excited about God. Amen. Glory to God. I believe that God has a word for you today. I believe that God has something for you today to leave here with and to hold on to for the rest of this week. Glory to God. Glory to God. That'll keep you and sustain you. Glory to God. The title of my message this morning is a word from heaven. How many people need a word from heaven? Or we say it sometime, I need a word from the Lord. Glory to God. Well, the title of my message is a word from heaven. I must be in the right place at the right time. Glory to God. Say God does want you to know no matter what circumstances or situation that you're facing, guess what? You can always receive a word from heaven that will give you direction and instruction and lead you in the way that you should go. Glory to God. A word from heaven that will heal your body and heal your marriage. Come on. Heal your relationships. A word from heaven. God has a word for you this morning. Glory to God. So stop looking at situation. Stop looking at circumstance and start looking into the book. Start looking into the word of God. God will either give you a logos word. That's this Bible right there when you're reading this Bible or he will send a rhema word to you. Whatever you need at the moment you know that God knows what you need when you need it and God knows how to send it that you will hear it and you will understand it without question know that God is speaking to you and he's speaking about your situation and speaking about your circumstance glory to God that's the God that we serve glory to God we're sitting in here corporately but guess what he's able to minister to us individually because he knows what's going on in your pocketbook he knows what's going on behind them doors that you close glory to God He knows what's going on in your body, glory to God. He knows what's going on on your job. Y'all hearing me this morning? So no matter what you are confronted with, we got a God that sits high, glory to God. But he looks low. He is the God of grace. And God is releasing grace into your life today. So you can handle those things, glory to God. To deal with the things that you are confronted with this morning, glory to God. Somebody shout, I need a word from heaven. Oh, glory to God. A word, a word, a word. I need a word from heaven. I need a plan. I I need his directive. I need need a word concerning my family. And I need a word concerning my body. I need a word that will change some situations and circumstances that I'm dealing with. I need need a word from the Lord. Glory to God. See, one word from God will change your very life. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Glory to God. So we got to seek the master. We got to seek his face, glory to God. And he's the one that will change everything, glory to God. Anybody got a situation going on in your body, glory to God, I got a word for you. Jesus is the healer. 
He is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. And he changes not. And his healing power is available right now. 2,000 years ago, he went to the cross of Calvary. And the Bible says that by his stripes, you are healed. Doesn't matter what the symptoms say. Doesn't matter what the ache of pain say. You believe the word above that circumstance. You believe the word above the pain. Glory to God. Got a word, got a word, got a word. Got a word, got a word, got a word. Got a word, got a word, got a word. God's book is loaded. It's like dynamite. Glory to God. His word is quick. It is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder of soul and spirit and marrow and flesh, and is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. I got a word. Come on, somebody. His word is spirit, and it is life, and it wants to come alive in your situation. Glory to God. It needs to come alive in your marriage. Come on, somebody. A word from the Lord. Woo. A word. His word has efficacy. It has the power within itself to come to pass. Glory to God. He just needs a vessel that's going to speak it out and speak it out boldly. Glory to God. Did I say the scripture yet? No, I haven't. Because I was excited when I got the word. I was excited for myself. Glory to God. Y'all see, I can dance all by myself with Jesus. I can praise him all by myself. Glory to God. Because when he drops some rhema on you, glory to God. You can't help but get excited, glory to God. This going to change my life. Glory to God. A word from the Lord. A word from heaven. Finally, the scripture. Woo. Psalms 119, 89 says this. Forever, O Lord. Thy word is settled in the heavens. Y'all heard what I said this morning. Forever, O Lord, his word is settled in the heavens. Glory to God. God's word is settled regarding your situation. He has an answer. Remember, he already has an answer for whatever you're going through. Glory to God. The thing is, you need to receive it from him. You need to receive the word from him. He has the answer. Glory to God. It's forever. His word is forever settled in the heavens. And his word changes not. The Bible said it is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. That's who our God is. Never changes. Glory to God. And the word never changes because Jesus is the living word. So the word is forever settled in the heavens. That means it's already established. It's already fixed. Y'all hear me? It's already established. It's already fixed. Glory to God. His word forever settled in the heavens. Glory to God. So irregardless, like I said, to the contrary uh, circumstances and situations you're facing, his word is already settled. Glory to God. And God is speaking word to you. Speaking word to you. Glory to God. When you turn on the radio, God is speaking a word to you. When you log in on Facebook and you hear somebody preaching, God is speaking a word to you. When you do your devotions in the morning, guess what? God is speaking to you because his word is alive. Glory to God. And that word has the power. I'm telling you, the word has the power. I want you to go to uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse number 5. We're going to look at some situations where we had the word that is settled in heaven manifesting in somebody's situation and circumstance. 
You don't need the word just to be in the book. You need it to work in your life. Glory to God. I need to apply to this. I need this mountain to move. I need this circumstance to change. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 8, 5 through 10. And it says this. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lying at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and I will heal him. That's a word from heaven. I will come and I will heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou should have come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. He said, for I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go and he goeth and another come and he cometh and my servants do this and he doeth this. So this man understood something about Jesus that a lot of people don't understand. He understand who he was. He understand that he had been given authority in this earth to do some work. Come on, somebody. The Bible tells us in 1 John um, chapter 3, verse number, eight, verse number 8, it says, For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. This man knew something about Jesus because he came hunting down Jesus to get an answer. He needed a word from heaven regarding the situation, regarding the servant. Come on, somebody. He understood Jesus had the power, and he understood that Jesus, see, a lot of us don't want to understand that. Jesus got the power, and he got the authority, glory to God. He had the power and the authority to change that centurion servant situation, to change his circumstance. Come on, somebody. So he understood that. He, uh, he said, I understand authority, because I'm a man under authority. When I tell my soldiers to do something, guess what? They do it. When I tell them to come, he comes. When I tell him to go, he goes. So I know you being a man of authority, glory to God. When you speak a word, y'all not hearing me in this place. When you speak a word, I know things begin to happen. I know things begin to change. I know things begin to manifest. I know doors begin to open. I know bodies are made whole. Come on, somebody. I know things turn around. Glory. When you speak a word, glory to God. You got the authority and you got the... See, it's one thing to have the authority but no power. Jesus got the authority and you got the power. He said, I, under, I, see, I understand all of this about you. Doesn't the Bible say this in Isaiah 55? Let's go to Isaiah 55. A word from heaven. Change your life. Change your circumstance. Change your body. Change your, change your mind. Glory to God. Some people going in the wrong direction. They're following after the wrong people. Ooh, that's the Lord. Following after the wrong people. And that way is destruction. And God needs you to do about face or turn around. I'm talking about immediately immediately God got a word for you Isaiah 55 9 through 11 for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts for as the rain cometh down and the snow from hither and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth y'all hearing what God is saying See, God not double tongue. You know how some people double tongue. Woo. 
Them is the most dangerous people. You don't know what to do. Yeah. What I'm going to do with you? One minute you're saying this, next minute you're saying that, you're retracting this, you're pulling that. I don't know what to do with you. I can't work with you. All I know is to be silent. You know, some people, when you get around them, they like parakeets. As soon as you speak it, they go, Polly got a cracker. He got, I got to tell it. That's foul. <laughs> it's foul, right? But it is so true. <laughs> Glory to God. God said, I'm not like that. I'm not double tongue. When words release out of words coming from the throne of God, there is a force behind that thing. And all that thing knows to do is aim and hit at what it was designed to do. So when you open your mouth, come on, somebody. I'm talking about the people that really be praying and speaking a word and, and, and say, you know, come on, somebody. Commanding things. Come on, somebody. Decreeing things. Glory to God. There is a force that comes behind that work. Like a locomotive, I'm telling you. When that word go forth, it doesn't know, it doesn't know the it doesn't make a U-turn. Come on. It goes forth. That's what it's, it is. The Bible talks about how. See, when I get excited, I have to calm down. Y'all don't understand the power and the impact that word has when it hits your situation. See, if you saw it in the realm of the spirit, you would be celebrating already. Come on, somebody. When you spoke that word regarding your finances and it hit that back. Come on, somebody. It went forward with force on your behalf. Doesn't the Bible say the angels hearken diligently? They waiting. They like on ready. Lily, speak the word. That's all. They wait. They waiting. They waiting. They lined up and they ready. All I need is Lily to speak the word. Woo, I can't stand her. I can't. I can't work with that. I need Lily to say something. I need Lily to say. Oh, I don't feel. I, I can't work with that. They hearken diligently to the voice of his word. So once they hear the word, all they know to do is go, hey! hey! That word is going with a force. Moving forward. Never returns unto him void. But accomplishes. Imagine all the words you've been speaking. And you thought them things was just going out your mouth going boom. Coming out of your mouth going. That word has an assignment. And it knows not to return until it is done. So all y'all that's been waiting, glory to God. I'm speaking, but it ain't nothing. This is coming out your mouth. Ain't nothing. Something is happening in the realm of the spirit. Glory to God. Some there's some mechanism, some something shifting and changing and moving on your behalf. Glory to God. God is moving upon massaging somebody's heart on your behalf this morning. Glory to God. Regarding your situation, regarding your circumstance. Y'all not hearing me. don't know nothing but to go forward on your behalf 
and do what it's supposed to do. Glory to God. And it, it, it ain't walk, and it's not walking like this. Like don't know where to go. Moving with force on your behalf. In the realm of the spirit. Not coming back void. Glory to God. So somebody is getting. Oh I hear you Lord. Somebody is getting their answer in this place today. Glory to God. Oh. Somebody's been praying with pinpoint accuracy, glory to God. And that word is hitting somebody's body right now because we know there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. We saw what Jesus said. He said, speak the word only, glory to God. Right where you're standing, right where you are, when you speak the word, glory to God. I know my servant going to be healed. The word is moving on your behalf. Glory to God. God said it's more force. Going forward with force. Glory to God. In the realm, I'm telling you, there's some things. Sh- 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 in the realm of the spirit, some things shifting. And you thought that door was closed. Glory to God. You thought God didn't hear you. You didn't think he cared. Glory to God. I'm telling you, the word is working, it's working, it's working, it's working, it's working. It is working right now while you're sitting in this room. That word is working, it's working, it's working. It's working on that marriage. It's working on your body. It's working on that job. It's working on your children. Come on, somebody. That word is working, 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 working. Come on, somebody. Working on your behalf. Come on, somebody. The word is working. It accomplishes that which... He pleases and prospers whereunto he's sinning. So this man said, hey, I understand some things about you. Because he, he, had, he had to hear something about Jesus. To come hunting him down and looking for him. This is not no plaything. My servant is sick. You ain't got to come to my house. That's how much I know about you, shoot. You ain't hearing this. He says, you don't have to come to my house. You, you ain't got to come to my house. Right, 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 right here, speak the word. I ain't like everybody else. I understand you. I know something about you. Yeah, you're a man under authority. I, I know something about you. Speak the word only. He had a revelation. See, you got to have a revelation about who Jesus is. Then you won't go through the woe ways me. Nobody knows the troubles that I've seen. Not when you know your God. I know him as healer and peace and joy and love and about anything I need. That's who he is. Then when Moses asked him, he said, when the people say, uh, you know, because we live in, you know, Moses lived in a, in, in a time where they had many gods. So we got many gods. So um, when the people ask me what your name is, what am I to tell them? God only said, I am. Moses was probably waiting on the next part. He said, I am that I am. So that means whatever you need.
Whatever you need, I am. And see, in the New Testament, all that is encompassed in the name of Jesus. So when I call on, hey, when I call Jesus, Jesus is everything that I need. When I call his name, So when you have a revelation of who your God is, these are people without a covenant. Jesus hadn't gone to the cross. Bruh, man, come beseeching. He not under the same covenant we are. We have a God that lives in us. But he had a revelation about Jesus. All you got to do is speak the word only. And my servant will be healed or shall be whole. All the words you've been speaking going forward with force. Some you have spoken, they are for Maybe not this time, but a time to come. So as you're walking in your journey, you're doing what God said to do. You're walking. You have prayed regarding your future. So you're praying. Doors open. You, you wonder why sometimes things are just so smooth. And, and you're walking and, and, and nothing happened. You done prayed. For, that word has went forward. Remember, God dwells in in eternity, we dwell in time. He already where we need to be. He got you speaking word for your future. When I was praying in Michigan, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost and doing all that kind of stuff regarding where God want me to go. Didn't know I was praying about my future and how God was setting up things and pulling things together because he knew what I needed in the future. So as I'm bekotolamakoshi, ilakashetolabakolama, Father, I release my faith in it. And I count it done. I might not see the manifestation right now. But somewhere down the line, as I'm walking my journey with Jesus, there is something that I have already prayed through. I prayed it through. Way back then. I've been here. Eight, I made my 18th anniversary. <laughs> Eighteen years I've been here. I came here in my thirties. They was late, but they were still my thirties. <laughs> things I prayed eighteen years ago. I am walking in those things. Y'all, y'all hearing me? And we got people that don't want to pray. You don't know what you're setting up for. The words you are setting up for your future. See, and that prayer was my man. <laughs> Come on now. Somewhere in that bushata, bushata. Ibaba, ibaba. That was the one I probably put up. Uh, Honda, Honda, Honda. Somewhere in one of them, my man. 
Somewhere in there was my daughter. Somewhere in there was the missions. Somewhere somewhere in there where my man. People are like, can't I just come to service and sit down? And not everybody look at me, no. Somewhere in there. While I was praying, glory to God. Now, how did I get over there? Because somebody praying. And you thinking it's for your now, but God has you speaking forth for your future. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Oh, glory to God. So let's get back to him. Heaven. I tell you, I had to come back. Come back. Come back, minister heaven. Okay. <laughs> Oh, a word. Thank you. Who is that? Thank you. Thank you. A word from heaven. That was my subject. Glory to God. Let me get back. I tell you, when I look at my husband's brown eyes, sometimes I just go, whoo. I be like, whoo. Okay. I want to be running. You know how they be running in the meadows in the movies? They running through the lilies, hold their hands. Amen. Glory to God. You should be happy to be married, you know. You should enjoy your spouse to the fullest. To the fullest. Have your date nights. Now, we have an extra party on our date night sometime. She about 10 going on 11. I was like, okay, you sit over here. Let me sit next. I want to sit in the middle so we can all, I want to hold this hand too. (laughs) But you should enjoy being married and you should enjoy, if you're not enjoying it, I'm telling you, spend some time in prayer. God will do a, sometimes you just need a heart adjustment because you know when y'all was dating, you was. It was, uh, uh, I was trying to sing like Barry White. <laughs> My darling, I can't get enough of your little baby. You know you was up all in there, right? <laughs> but somewhere down the line, you kind of let that love go. And it became the work and the chore, the clothes, the laundry, and the bills. Uh-uh. You got to cultivate that thing. Send him a text of your bright smile. (laughs) Let him see you without your do-rag sometimes. I'm preaching up in here. Have the special joy that only he knows about. Only you know about. And when y'all close the road, both of y'all go in that special joy. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching. The Bible says marriage is honorable and the bed is undefiled. I'm going to stop right there. Okay. Back to a more cleaner version of the word. No, but it's the truth. If you're going to talk about something, let's talk about it here. Come on, somebody. If he want anybody, he should want you. If he want to call anybody, he should be calling you. But you got to make it happen. Come on, somebody. You got to look in them eyes sometimes after you get them little crud out, but look in the eyes. In the morning, talk, y'all, you know how you used to talk to each other with bad breath? It didn't bother you then. But all of a sudden, he got to brush his teeth to talk to you now. 
or put his teeth in. It didn't bother you before. She said, stay there, stay there. His clothes ain't never made it in a hamper. But all of a sudden. So you got to find the place again. Find that place again where y'all can kindle that fire. This is the year of Holy Ghost and fire. Need some fire to be hitting them marriages, glory to God. We got to be the example in the earth, glory to God. But if we walking down, the, walking down, Steve Abbott, where you go? He done ran out. <laughs> oh, you on the camera. <laughs> Chanel and Walter, please do this for me. Y'all walking together, but y'all don't really want to hold each other's hand. You know, this, the, the world. Well, yeah, like, they ain't paying no, they, you ain't paying each other no mind. Don't really want to hold each other's hand. Don't want to nothing. Everybody, the world sees this. And we need to be the example for the world. Now, act like you really care about one another. Don't pick her up. Don't swing her around now. Come on. None of that here. Okay. <laughs> Save it for later. But you know what I'm saying? You, we got to be the example that people see that we really care and love one another. Marriage is not dead. Marriage is not out. I don't, I don't understand. People believe that marriage is done. Now we got people because people believe that marriage is done. How, a word from the Lord. That's okay. I got it. Okay. But people believe that marriage is done because we got all these. This man want to be with this man. This woman want to be with this woman. This man want to be, this woman want to be together, but they don't want no commitment. Now, that ain't the life that we live, glory to God. We glorify the king, glory to God, in our relationships. Come on, somebody. Mm, and to the single people, everybody want a Boaz. Everybody want, but guess what? God got some Davids out there. Strong, mighty men of valor. Nobody want no David. David was loaded. He had a little situation. Y'all ain't hearing me because y'all know so stuck on Boaz. Boaz. David was a man after God's own heart. Boom. What about a Peter? You know when you walk with Peter, ain't nobody going to bother you. Because anybody come close, he cutting that ear right on off. God got some strong men. Men, are, he got to know the word. That's the one thing. Got to know the word. Don't let nobody cheapen you. Know your worth. Know who you are. Know who you belong to. I am his. He is mine. And can't touch this. That not only MC Hammer, but that's the battle cry of the single. Can't touch this. Glory to God. Amen. Yep. All that's free. Come on. Let's move on. A word from the Lord. Oh, Lord, a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. So this man understood that Jesus was under authority. He understood that all Jesus had to do was speak the word right where he was. And his servant would be made whole. Glory to God. Understood that about Jesus. Glory to God. Um, let's go to John 8, 28. I want to say, um, show some things about Jesus before we move on. 
Got to say, got to say what Jesus say. Amen. Glory to God. Never have to be desperate. Never have to be, you know, selling out or anything. You don't have to do none of that. God knows your address, your phone number, your Facebook page, all of that. Glory to God. Allow God to work in, your, work in you and work, uh, work in you during the season. Glory to God. Bo, Peter, David, one of them coming, okay? One of them coming. Glory to God. So your thing is just to remain patient and do what God has called you to do. People are like, I want none of them. Look, somebody's like, I don't even want none. Okay. You just keep serving the Lord then. Amen. Glory to God. Let's go to John chapter 8, verse number 28. Talking about Jesus. Wanted to say this about Jesus before we move forward. Then Jesus said unto them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Go to the next one. And he that sent me is with me. And the Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. Jesus does always the things that please the Father. He hears from the Father, and those are the things that he reveals unto us through the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. I'm going to give y'all this scripture, but go to John 16, some people that got their Bible. John 16, very familiar passage. John 16 and verse number 13. Can you pull that up for me, Laverne? He ain't give me that one. Okay. <laughs> no, she ain't going to say that. It says, how be it, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he shall guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. That's the Holy Spirit. The Father speaks to Jesus. Jesus reveals it to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit reveals it to us. All right? That's the chain of command, and that's how the words come down to us. Amen? So Jesus said, I only do those things that please my father. That's all I'm going to do. Uh, uh, Jesus said, I'm only going to say what the father says to say. That's my job and that's my assignment. Now, I want you, y'all got that in your heart? Let's go to John 11. Go look at verse 1 through 4. It says this. And now, John chapter 11, starting verse number 1. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with a, a fragment, a fragrant oil, and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sister sent to him, saying, sent to Jesus, Lord, behold, whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, a word from heaven, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Remember, Jesus only says what his father tells him to say. This is a word from the Lord for them regarding this situation and their brother being sick. He said, this sickness is not unto death. He told them, this sickness is not unto death. This sickness is not unto death. This sickness is not unto death. So, no, when Jesus releases a word to you, that's why I showed you how the chain of command come, the Father, the Son, Holy Ghost, then to you. When he releases a word, he already knows what the outcome is going to be. He's telling you the final destination. This sickness is not unto death. But as you are walking this journey, 
We're going to see what happened in the lives of these sisters. They already had those. See, some of y'all got the word from the Lord regarding y'all situation already. But it just don't look like it. It just don't feel like it. It just don't sound like it. Come on, somebody. But Jesus has already spoken unto you. I'm the God that shall supply your every need. He's already, but it looks like right now I'm living in lack. It looks like God won't come through. I am your shepherd and you shall not want. I make you to lie down in green pastures. I lead you beside. It looks like that's not happening in your life. Come on, somebody. Jesus always gives us a word, a word to hold us, a word to keep us, a word to sustain us. I always use the example of my daughter. I had the word. We, we had the word regarding that we was going to have a baby girl. It didn't look like it when I lost that baby. It looked like all hope was gone. Like, okay, you going you. What is this? I, I get pregnant now and lose a kid? This, this, this ain't right. You told me I, I had to go back to the word and what he said. No matter what it looks like, no matter how bad your situation may get, you're going to have a baby girl. Whether you 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 on 100 or 101, already spoke the word. That word went forth with power. Come on, somebody. He had already spoken. It went forward. Glory to God. All I had to do was hold on to believe the word. Glory to God. He gave her the word regarding her brother. This sickness is not unto death. It is not unto death. Let's see how they respond to it. Come on. Verse number three. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So um, that's verse number five. Sorry. When he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Wait a minute, Jesus. What's wrong with you? Then after this, he said to his disciples, let's go down to Judah again. The disciples said unto him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you're going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If any man walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleep, but I go that I may wake him up. That's a word from the Lord. Look at the disciples. Then his disciple says, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get, up, get, um, get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Jesus had a crew to work with. Come on, somebody. Y'all be complaining about the people y'all work with. Jesus had a crew to work with. You got Judas stealing. Peter at a moment's notice, you know, Peter pop off. Peter pop, 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 you know. You got John, he always sitting at my feet because he knows he's a servant that, that I did. He keep telling everybody that I'm the one that I love him the most. I can't shake. You know how people, um, um, sometimes you have them clingy people in your life. It's like, my God in heaven, let me go. My God. They call on your phone, you don't answer. See, some of y'all don't say, yeah, that's me. Look, I'm looking. John all clingy. Matthew, a tax collector. He got a bad name. And you think your crew bad. Come on, somebody. Jesus had a crew. So first, um, verse number 14. Then Jesus said unto him plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Now, it's not like they didn't know um, Jesus could raise the dead or anything. Because Lazarus was number three on the list. Jesus had to raise the widow whose son, she had, he had raised him up. They knew about that. He had raised uh, Jairus' daughter. 
Okay, so he was number three on the list. This should be easy for them. We done seen you do this. Remember I told you you got to know Jesus and know his character and know who he is. You walking with him, you should know something about, I'm seeing you. That boy was dead. He alive. Okay, let's go. Then Thomas, um, who is called uh, the twin, the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them um, concerning their brother. So they got, a, um, they got people around them. You know, they had people whose job assignment was to do the wailing and the crying and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you got to be something. If you can cry on command, be like, <laughs> so-and-so lost their brother. I need you to go over there. Oh, my God! Why? They had people, that was their assignment, you know. Okay. Now, Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. A word from heaven. Jesus is speaking the word. Let them know everything. I already spoke this. It's already all right. The circumstance just look like. Anybody got some circumstance that just look like? Martha said to him, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection. Jesus ain't saying nothing about the resurrection in the last day. Jesus said, he's going to rise again. Verse number 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may, uh, may um, die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who is to come into the world. Let's go to verse number 38. Then Jesus again Groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was, um, it was a cave and a stone laid against it. Jesus says, take away the stone, Martha, the sister of him who was dead, and said to him, Lord, by, that, by this time, there's a stench, for he has been dead four days. I know other translations say he stinketh. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? God is speaking to us this morning. If you just believe, you're going to see the glory of God. We've been crying out, show us your glory. If you just believe, you're going to see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. Now, there are some people in here that got some dead situations in their life. Some things that are, I'm telling you, the dust has settled over this thing and it is done. Find it dead. People in your body, dead. Marriage relationship, dead. But if you believe, you're going to see the glory. We, we confess this today about those things that are dead, our money, our body. We already called it forth this morning. So you should expect them things to shift Something to change. I, I, I spoke the word this morning. Some, 
I command these bones, this marriage, these finances, live. Dead things in your life. Going to raise up. That's, that's the word that came forth by the prophet. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. The word came forth on the 34th. On the 34th, on the 34th, Lord. On the 31st, I'm adding days to the calendar. It came forth already. So those dead things, somebody need to prophesy to them dead things in their life. While the word is going forth, I'll be saying under my breath, hmm, ain't nobody got to know, but I'm saying this. I'm speaking you, rise. Get up. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you will see the glory? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I say this that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who was dead. I'm just going to that hit somebody. Word from heaven, Lazarus, come forth. My financial situation, my credit, done. Come forth. My, my money. In my body. This marriage. Lazarus. Come forth. This word had enough power to go into the body of this man. To correct whatever situation was going on that made him to die. Cause his body to live. Cause him to get up. Y'all not hearing me. Come on, somebody. That word had power to cause whatever was wrong. Because you can't, you can't get up unless what was wrong is corrected. Because otherwise you're going to fall down again. That word had power in it. That when it went into that body, it caused that body to rise up off of the sickness, the illness, whatever was going on in Lazarus that caused him to die. All that got corrected when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus was able to rise up, bound in grave clothes, hop out the grave. Y'all ain't hearing me this morning. Come on, somebody. You know, you know how you ever have something. He was able to come forth on that word from the Lord. So if anybody got something in their life that's dead this year, y'all not hearing me. That word went forward with so much force. Y'all need to hear it again. That whatever was going wrong in that body, it had to be corrected immediately. Because there was no delay in him getting up. Come on, somebody. Corrected what was going on in that body. Caused that body to rise up. Grave clothes and all. Come out of the grave. Glory to God. When Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. So you as a born again believer. 
cannot settle for things that people say that are done. It is over. This ain't going to work. I don't care what you do. No, there is resurrection power on the inside of you because Jesus lives in you. So when you call, when you speak to that thing, come on, and command it to come forth, it has no other choice. It can't make a decision to say no. Y'all hearing me? It can't say I'm not going to do it. It has to obey the word of the Lord. Resurrection power is being released every time you open your mouth and you and you speak the word, glory to God, concerning your life, concerning your children. Come on, somebody. See, when your children are not in the Lord, they are considered spiritually dead. So you as mama, you as papa, got resurrection power. I command the blinders to be removed from their eyes that they'll be able to see the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I command laborers to come. See, that word ain't got no choice. me this morning resurrection power on the inside is released when I open my mouth glory to God some things begin to work because that that word is going forth with power glory to God can these bones live prophesy And when Ezekiel began to speak the word, yeah, I don't know the whole part of the body, but all that sick new and all that other stuff, all the news came together. Everything snapped back and came forward. Things are happening. Y'all, I'm t- boy, God help me to release this. Lord. God doesn't want you to settle for things not working and not operable in your life. This ain't functioning right. This not doing. You got power on the inside of you. We used to sing about it. Power, power, wonder working power in the name of the Lord. We need to sing them songs again because somebody forgot about the power. You got the power on the inside of you. So when you open your mouth, I'm telling you, that word begins to go all that dead stuff. All he said was, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with the grave clothes. And his face was bound about with The word went forth. I don't care what, I don't care how, he came forward. The Bible says he came forth that was dead, came forth, bound, hand and foot 
with grave clothes. And his face, I don't know how he made it out. He probably hit the wall a couple of times. Come on. <laughs> bound with, uh, his, face, his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus said unto him, unto them. He spoke to the grave clothes, called them a them. Loose him. Let him go. Some kids are caught up in some things, glory to God, that you don't know about. I'm telling you, I keep hearing that somebody's in wrong relationship with somebody. Somebody wrong, and, and, and this relationship is to your detriment. I don't know if it's somebody's kid or something, but whatever it is, use the tongue to sever the relationship. Command the enemy to loose them. Let him go in the name of Jesus. You don't settle for that. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That is not just a word that I say. That is my declaration. I had to sometimes walk around with blinders, glory to God. Especially when it came to my oldest son, Kenneth. Kenneth wanted to go to hell in a rocket ship. All he had to do was light the match. But the word going forth with power started lining up people in his life. Put them in the right place. People ministering unto him. That began. Doesn't the Bible say it's the goodness of God that leadeth men to repent, to change their direction, change their mind and turn to the living God? God put people in that boy's pathway that kept ministering the word and speaking into his life and ministering to the word. You know, you got a call on your life. That boy wasn't worried about no call at all. Only one he wanted to call was somebody, some girl or something. That's the only call he was worried about getting. But God, I'm telling you, God said some, oh, there's some sons we need to pray for. Let them go. Grandsons, loose them. Let them go. Bo, yeah, I want to agree with you right now. It's with you right now. I'm telling you. Oh! Power of the enemy over their lives. Drug addiction, alcohol, perversion. Got to go in the name of Jesus. Loose your hold on them now. Praise. Somebody give God glory. Ooh. Somebody needs to dance in here. Give me something to dance on, man.